Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your mother fucking mind. <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome back to the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, episode 76. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, this is the podcast, of course, designed to get you super hyped about your dream life. You know, you're the only one living your life, so we want to get you very inspired, thinking about the possibilities of that, all the infinite realities that lay in front of you, creating a vision of who you want to be, setting goals about the the most amazing things you can think of to do with your life, about the most, um, you know, the, the, the most amazing character you can become within your life, right? And uh, we got some amazing uh, feedback from last week's episode with Alfonso de Anda over there in Mexico. And this week we are back in Mexico like we never fucking left, y'all, because we got my man Aiden Days dropping jewels on the podcast this week. I can't even tell you how excited I am to share this episode. Um, We recorded it on Friday, but we had a crazy busy weekend and I didn't get to upload it. We had NBA All-Star Weekend. We had the workshop. We had Hype UFC going on, all kinds of stuff. But, uh, But I'm very excited to get this episode out to you today. Uh, going up on the Patreon on Monday and going to hit iTunes on Wednesday for, for everybody out there around the globe listening. Um, so, uh, it, it, and this one was so juicy. It, it actually ran about an hour and 50 of, of the conversation between us, which is, which is longer than, you know, I'll usually let it run, but we were just so in the zone and we were just in such amazing territory, um, that I just wanted to keep it rolling and capture it all for, for everybody, because this is such a special episode. As you know, you know, this is the hypest podcast in the universe and, you know, this very well may be the hypest episode we've ever recorded yet. So I know you're going to be super inspired. Uh, so, you know, get your pencils out, get involved in a juicy drawing here because this one's about to go fucking deep, you know? So uh, let's kick it over to my man AWOL1 from the Shapeshifter crew and get into it. <laughs> All right, here we are once again with a very special guest on the podcast from the online workshop alumni group in Mexico, my man Aiden Days. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. 
Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor. Yeah, I think you're the first uh, workshopper to come on here who's not also a Ghost Scout. You're like the first person yeah. to just come straight from the workshop uh, into the pod. So that's uh, that's pretty dope. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so tell us where you are in Mexico. So I'm, uh, I normally say that I'm from Mexico City because... But but I'm from a little outside. It's it's called uh, State of Mexico. Not very creative the name, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we're we're like one hour apart. So uh, yeah, I just say that I'm from Mexico City. That's it. Nice, nice. Yep. Last episode we were talking with uh, Ghost Scout Psych Lord Alfonso de Anda from Mexico City. So we're going back to back to Mexico. Nice. I love yes. that. Bringing that Mexican heat up into this uh, <laughs> cold, snowy uh, northeast kingdom of Vermont winter. You know, it's the dead of winter here, so it's nice to bring yeah. that uh, bring that spicy heat up here. Exactly, the spiciness. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love the spice. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to get you on here. Um, you had posted in your Instagram story, um, one of the hype vids, actually the, the first hype vid for this new round of the workshop. Um, you were in the workshop a couple years ago in round three. And so now you're in the alumni group and, uh, you know, I was on Instagram yesterday or whatever. And I saw, you know, you had posted, uh, a little, a little screenshot or whatever, a little vid clip from, from one of the videos I had posted in the alumni group, um, from this new workshop. And you were just like, Oh, getting, getting hyped, you know, forgot how hyped (laughs) it was to, to, you know, watch these, watch these ghost room videos. So I was like, ah, cool. Let's ride this hype. And, and and bring him on the pod and and have a fun little pod here. Yeah, like I, I just forgot. Um, I just forgot how it was or how it felt to just wake up and and be all pumped up about whatever whatever I wanted to do, like about drawing, about creating, about no limits and all that stuff. And I remember that when I was on on taking the the online group workshop, I just was so so hyped that I w- woke up every day like 6 a.m. and I made made my cup of coffee and I started drawing from 6 to 8. I had already one illustration before starting like working on my my professional job. So uh, I don't do that anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because then, well, I forget how to be hyped, but I think you're like the, 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 main, the main leader of, of that hypeness and that uh, energy that is just so contagious, you know? Yeah, I know. It, I love how the hype can spread and it, and that inspiration is contagious. And yeah, with the right, with the right motivation, it can put people kind of over the top to get into a special zone. And I think we really create that, like that, like hyperdrive zone for that three month chunk for that 12 week chunk. You know, right now I'm, I'm in the, I'm in round six, the, what we we're in week four. We're, we're, we're right in week four okay. of, the, of the new workshop and yeah, just right in that hype zone, just feeling that. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, I love it, man. It gets me so hyped up too. Like, you know, I haven't <laughs> I know. done one since the beginning of last year and I was coming back and, and I think actually the clip you posted was, yeah, the first 
video from the this year one, right. and it was just me opening up like oh shit the workshop's yeah. back like just feeling the hype like coming into my soul and like oh fuck here we go it is it's like you're it's like you're getting on that roller coaster and you're going up the hill and it's like click 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 and you just keep yeah. going up and you're like oh shit we're about to fucking do this like it's uh it's, it's just like you're taking a road trip with your friends or something it's just there's something so magical about it yeah like like the energy and the vibe i i cannot even explain it and and whenever i talk to my friends and and tell them about that hype they just don't they just don't get it seriously like i tell them like goshrimp has this energy that is so contagious that i've become like super powerful i don't know why and uh, (laughs) like i can do whatever the fuck i want because i'm capable of it and i I truly believe that and also i i I make myself believe that I can create whatever I want with my blank canvas or whatever. Yeah. So, and I don't know what's the magic behind that, but yeah, <laughs> but that's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were just joking as we were as we were kind of we you know we do these pods we we get a little catch up conversation first going and I was just saying that yeah in the in when I was growing up you know all this energy and hype and and you know ADHD that I had was all directed towards mischief and instigation and I was kind of <laughs> the leader of my crew to like instigate us to go do some wild ass shit you know like instead of and and now you know as i as i came into fatherhood and being a husband and you know figuring out what leadership was through the secret society of ghost scouts and stuff and really realizing like the full potential of that hype is to use it for good and to really inspire people to take control of their life and and really lead it to wherever they want it to go you know and that was such a great revelation for me to have. I was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, when I was young, I always thought that was a bad thing. And I was always getting in trouble for being too hyper and having too much going on in my brain and, 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 you know, not being able to sit there wanting to go out and do some wild shit, you know? And, and, and because I was always told that that was bad, I directed it towards bad things. But then to have that revelation that, Oh my God, I can use this amazing superpower for good. It's like, it was like a comic book for me i was like oh my god it's such a cool thing to figure out yeah it's it's really a superpower yeah i can, I can tell yeah 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 um so i wanted to ask you how do you remember how you found out about the workshop well yeah the 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 path was this like i was so fan of adventure time but well i'm still a fan but uh i was so fan that that i bought the art book the art mm-hmm. of of Ooh. And I was so like like I read it, uh, and I was checking on on some names because I wanted to follow them on Instagram, and I found Ghost Ramp, and I was like, "What the fuck? That's not even a name, you know?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and, and why why cannot I cannot find the name? Uh, and that intrigued me a lot. Like uh, I was like like that that uh, sparked this this thing in my head. So I um. I looked out and started following you. And then after that, I just met like this whole thing and y- your whole, your whole deal, you know? And, yeah. uh, and w- when that came out, like the, the, the online group workshop, I was in a very bad place, like uh, professionally, like I was, w- when I got out of school, I like, I thought that my, my path was, to follow my my parents path that it was uh like uh 
putting on a, a studio or, or, a, or an enterprise or, or my own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that, trying to make a, an animation studio, and it lasted like four, like five, five years. And none of those works was something I was proud of showing. And mm. uh, so when I saw your calling, like you're calling uh, an, an invitation to the to the online group workshop, I was like, "This is for me, man." Like I don't, I'm I'm lost. I don't know what the fuck I want. I don't know what I'm trying to do. But the thing I I know is that this is not what I want to do. Right. So what kind of work were you doing? Like commercials and stuff like that? No, no, it was worse. Like uh, like motion graphics, mm-hmm. like uh, little captions mm-hmm. for. Uh, uh, like uh, insurance enterprises and something uh, wow. and things like that, like super, super boring. And what and, was it like working on those jobs? Do you remember? Yeah, it, it was, it, it was super uh, tiring and non like creative killing. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, but like, I don't even felt like I was challenging myself or that that was even uh, something I could do like proudly. So the thing was that I, I worked all day and like at 8 PM that I get, got back from work, I just started drawing whatever I wanted. And a lot of freelance work started, um, uh, showing up from the things I was posting uh, after my job. So, but they weren't paying me a lot. And a lot, I had a lot of praise from people, for my work that I was uploading late, like mm-hmm. the thing I wanted to do. And then like ring, like rung a bell on me. And I told my, my associate that is also one of my best friends. I told him like, you, you can uh, keep the, the, the enterprise or whatever, the studio. And I'm just trying, I, I just want to be maybe an illustrator or something like that, like on my own, because, because yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, Seems to to make sense or more mm-hmm. sense than this, and then I I took the workshop because I wanted to to make maybe a master's degree abroad or something, but I didn't have the the money, so I saw the workshop and I was like, yeah, I I want to to hear whatever this guy that created the world of adventure time has to say, like because I know his work and I love his work, so I, I think it's pretty cool and maybe cooler than listening to some guy some teacher that i don't know his job his work yeah and do you remember what your expectations were going into the workshop yeah totally i I was like uh, expecting some inside tips about uh like technique technical stuff you know like ah, i i use this brush and i paint with this uh technique and when I like, I don't know, maybe like Photoshop things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea, like uh, color palettes and color picking. Right. I don't know. So the, the the funny thing was that the first assignment I remember like like very vividly because you told us, okay, we're not drawing this first week. You have to make your five year plan. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't this like an illustration workshop or something? <laughs> he, he's he's trying to to change my life what like what the fuck and uh and i was so so surprised and so amazed by how little i knew what i wanted 
and and how how little I, I knew about myself and my goals and my dreams and everything. I, I, I didn't know even what I was going to do like the next week, you know. Yeah. I was I was just like floating around. And after that five year plan it changed like it was a, a pretty big change for me and, and my life as as it's now, like I love it. I love it and I cannot uh complain about almost anything work wise, I mean. Uh, it, and it's all because of of that, truly. Like it's no 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 joke. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. I think a lot of people expect you know, kind of the run of the mill, you know, technical, yeah. you know, kind of instruction. And I try to tell people, no, I'm, I'm teaching you mentality, you know, yeah, exactly. because anybody can learn a technique from going on YouTube, but yeah. you know, and, and, and a technique is, is okay, but you know, it's not going to determine the outcome of your life and your goals and, and, and stuff. And, and if you have a vision and a mindset that really does, that's, that's the most, that's the most, like, that's your best chance in the world of, of actually having a high quality of life and being happy. And, and that is like the basis for a great creative career, right? It's, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, totally. it's really interesting, but yeah, it's surprising to me how many people haven't sat down and really worked that self, that stuff out for themselves. So it's always fun to jump into the workshop with that. Cause I think <laughs> yeah. I always tell people, this is the hardest week of the workshop is the first it, week. It, it, it truly is. Yeah. It kind yeah, of yeah, breaks it, your brain. It kind of cracks your mind and your soul open. And then you're like, holy shit, what the fuck? And, and then people are making the videos, like introducing themselves and that, like, <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that, that's a really hard thing for some reason. Oh man, and, I, uh, I have such a hard time like recording myself. Like yeah. I don't have an issue right now. I just don't do it, but I, I have no issue now. But I remember the first time I ever recorded like in selfie mode was for the workshop and I was so ashamed of myself watching me through the screen. I don't know. That's <laughs> so funny. Hard. That's so funny. Yeah, it's yeah, very common. That's that's a very common reaction to it. But I yeah, but yeah. I think that, you know, just yeah, getting through that first kind of uh you know that that kind of brain bending first assignment, you know, and then we jump into the illustrations. People are so primed um to you know they've they've it's almost like their their palate is cleansed their mind is clear and they're they're focusing in a way that they have never done before because sometimes i think like oh should we do the five-year plan at the end of it because we kind of do circle back around and revisit the five-year plan you know at the end and i really encourage people as it's a living document to like you know now at the end of the workshop you know, people will have a kind of a different take on it because of the journey yeah. we've just went on. So, you know, revisit it. And sometimes sometimes I've wondered, oh, should we do it at the end? But I think just in the way that coming to, you know, what you haven't done yet, I know you're interested in coming to Ghost Scout Training Camp, but one of the great yep. magical things about Ghost Scout Training Camp is the moment they arrive here, they're already completely out of their comfort zone. So they're already primed yeah. to be in a completely fresh mindset. 
And I think that if we just jumped into the workshop with a drawing assignment, the first class, it would just be like, okay, this is what I expected. Here we go. But to do it with this, with this thing, that's like, whoa, wait a minute, what are we doing? And like, you, (laughs) you know, everybody knows how to do an illustration if you're coming to the workshop or everybody's done a drawing probably, but to come there and go, oh my God, I have to do a vision of who I want to be and like talk about this and like make a plan of, of what I want to do for the next like couple years and, and imagine out even further than that to the five-year point, like, wow, like, holy shit, you know, and it really, I think, puts people in a headspace that then opens them up in a way that the rest of the workshop is so much more potent and effective for them. Yeah, totally. I, I felt it like, uh, like you were programming us, like, like encourage, encouraging us to auto program ourselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, to deprogram to, from like the mainstream yeah. influence and be like, I, this is your show. Like, what is this show about? You know, what is, yeah, what, yeah, are, yeah, what yeah, is, yeah, yeah. what is this story of you and your life truly? What are you going to have it be about? Not, not just this escalator that you get on and you fucking just ride it till you, you know, exactly. get to the end of your life. But like, dude, here, take this sports car, buckle up, where are we going? You know, like, this is fucking your shit. Like, t- yeah, show like showing us that go. we have the wheel. Yeah, like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I-, I felt in control for the first time of uh, in my life, of my life, you know? I love like, that. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can I can do whatever I want. And the funny thing is, like, I don't know if I, I just jump right into it, but uh, one of, of my main goals, like I, I remember uh, it was like 15 goals, right? Like three per year. I don't know. If yeah. Yeah. We start out with that. the outline. Yeah. We start out with the outline of what yeah. are like three goals for each of the five, you know, three goals for each of the five years. And then we break yeah. it down further from there. So the, the thing was, I remember that I wanted like my main goals were like, um, I, I didn't know where I wanted to go. So my my t- my take on it was like okay I- i'll just write down whatever i want to do mm-hmm. and let's see what happens so i um i remember writing down i want to make a new short film i wanted maybe to make a movie uh, or or participate in a movie production and uh, also participate in a in a animated series and also make my first graphic novel and the the first one, like, like the closest uh, goal was the graphic novel. And I, I was planning it like for two years uh, from that point. The funny thing is that uh, one year later, I just won the, this like uh, support, like monetary support or scholarship, or I don't know yep. the word, but from the government. Yeah, you got like that, a grant to do the graphic that's novel. It. That's it. Yeah, like a grant. Uh, to do my graphic novel, and I, I was picked from a, from out of uh, maybe 200 people uh, that were applying for graphic novel section, and they just picked 10, 10 people, and I was one of them, and I was so, so amazed because this this was my first try. Like I I know people that have applied for that uh, grant and like years in a row, like four or five years in a row, and 
haven't got any any support. So I was like, man, ghosting it does exist. Yeah, ghosting it definitely exists. Yeah, I think there's so much yeah. to I think there's so much to setting an intention and and focusing your mind on these things that there is like a telephone call that goes out to the universe and it's like yeah. this is what I'm this is really what I want to do and then it starts to relay back and forth there and then something starts to bounce back to you and it starts to come back and it's like oh here's an opportunity you're like oh shit wow this is like this is going to happen like you know whereas yeah, if you're yeah. like whereas if it's just floating around in your head and you never really you're like, ah, this could be cool, that could be cool, whatever. You never set it down and you never really break your brain to think about it. It's not quite the same. It doesn't have quite the same uh, strength of, you know, of, of actually getting it down, written down and really set in your mind. Yeah. And I also, like, I remember now that uh, it's also like uh, a little domino, um, domino fall, like, you know these lines you make from domino uh, pieces yeah. and you just one thing uh, strikes the other and, mm -hmm. and stuff so it happened like that because now that i remember when i was making my five year plan uh, i was so so motivated about making new stuff that i uh, talked with with a friend uh, that she's a teacher uh, a kindergarten teacher or preschool teacher i don't know and she has a lot of stories uh, about the kids and uh, like funny stories, you know, that the that, that kids say. So uh, we wanted to make a, a little webcomic about it. And I was just pushing that project like for a year. And after I made my five year plan, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. So I started it like a week from from that point. And I started making that webcomic two posts per per week. I I had by the time I don't know I, I was maybe like 50 strips when I got the 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 call about the grants. Mm -hmm. But the the funny thing is that is that I was applying for the for the graphic novel, but I didn't have any work of comics or graphic novel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the only thing I had was this comic strip. So that's what I submitted, and that's what made me one. Wow, that, that made me win. Sorry, so. Yeah, it was like a, a little chain of of funny things. Yeah, that's so true. It is a domino effect, and one thing leads to another. And yeah, it's it's these little steps that yeah. add up to the big one. Because you know, I always say, you know, people or people will be like, "How did you get the job at Cartoon Network? You know, <laughs> how did you get this MF Doom album cover? How did you get this other stuff?" I'm just like, well, I was, you know, I'm just sitting at my desk trying to do, I, I kind of do all these little jobs that I can do yeah. myself and then I put them out into the world and then all the biggest jobs I've got have all come back in from that is sending these little messages out to destiny through these smaller jobs, you know, through, you know, going to shows, talking to people, doing album covers for my friends, you know, doing stuff like that. And, and in the case of getting over to Cartoon Network, it was like, you know, I was in college and there was a college comic at Pratt called The Static Fish. And I did like a five-page story for The Static Fish. And then I thought, yeah. oh, I should keep this story going and make it into a, co a larger comic. So I did it to like 60 pages. And then I was like, oh, cool. I have a little graphic novel here, a little graphic novella, whatever. It was The Octopi in the Ocean. And I sent it out to the little publishers. And Top Shelf was like, oh, we'll publish this. And then that got published. And then eventually that gets into the hands of Thurup, who was 
you know, the runner of Flapjack. And he ends okay. up calling me and saying, hey, come out and work for Flapjack. And then that ends up getting me on Adventure Time. So it's like, it's all these little things. I mean, how did I get the job yeah. on Adventure Time? I sat down and did a fun five-page comic, really. You know, it's yeah. like it's one thing leads to another. It's yeah, not totally. like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to the studios and applying to the studios and doing and get, yeah, going no. to school for animation. No, it's like I'm having fun at my desk doing all the little things that I want to do to to delight myself, to entertain myself, to to have fun at the desk and then, you know, see where I always say like create the work you want for yourself first, have the most fun you can pushing for those br- breakthroughs to entertain yourself and to evolve your, you know, your own thing and then push that out into the world and that and then it's going to it's going to trickle up and it's going to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Like it, it's the dominant effect all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas so many people I talk to now, and so many people's five year plans and stuff, it's like to go directly to the top, and it's like don't yeah, worry no. about that. That that will happen or it won't. But just work. Just focus on the simple thing of having fun and entertaining yeah. yourself. That's why we all start drawing. If you can always keep it at that level, you will always be evolving. You will always be at the peak of your powers. You will always know what to do next. But if you do jump right to the top, good luck remembering why you started this in the first place. You know, because most people that I've seen that make their, you know, their art passion into a regular nine to five job, more often than not, it ends up really manifesting into a regular nine to five job and not not (laughs) fulfilling those creative passions anymore you know and that's why it was so important to me you know to you know again the you know the whole idea of the five-year plan came from the fact that you know well first of all came from watching bottle rocket the first wes anderson movie where the character dignan has like a 15-year plan or whatever like all written (laughs) out in marker on the bus he like breaks out of the insane asylum and then like has this like 15 25-year plan and i was like that's awesome i need to fucking make a plan and and i remember making my plan and you know it was to you know to to get my own, to buy my own property and all this stuff so you know again that was already in my mind i only went out to la to work for cartoon network because that was going to facilitate my plan of earning enough money to buy that land and then once i had the money i bought the land when i was in la and then i was already then i was already like okay then i was making my exit strategy you know and if i hadn't have done that i would still be living out in la you know there would have never been any reason for me to leave and i think that's what happens to a lot of people if you never set out if you never sit down you know, and especially at your most idealistic when you're young and you're hungry and you have all these ideas, sit down and do yourself a favor and chart them all out because that will be so valuable to you to go back and look at and check back in with. Because if I had not have done that, you know, like I said, I mean, momentum and 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 kind of like mainstream reality would have gotten its hooks in me more. It would have been like, oh, you're making, you know, at that point I was making like seventy five thousand uh, dollars, you know, a year working for Cartoon Network. And, you know, who in their right mind would, you know, it's like my situation there was so good. It was like I was making 75 grand a year. It was like season four of Adventure Time. It was about to pop off. You know, we I could have ridden it out for all 10 seasons if I wanted to. And, yeah. and you know, I had just met my wife. We had just had our son. Um, and uh, And then her mom 
um, also has these properties in LA and she was going to give us a free house to live in, in LA. So, I mean, I oh, would have even really been even more money because I wouldn't have even have to pay rent. And instead, you know, I'd already bought this land in Vermont and I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, actually we're going to go and we're going to live in the forest in the middle of fucking nowhere at, at like a poverty level. Like, I think we made like 12 or 15 <laughs> grand that next year. I went to from like 75 grand to maybe like 12 grand the next year or something like basically coming starting from scratch living in a tent with a baby with no you know work connections not knowing anybody here Holy i mean shit. the whole thing it was totally wild but but it was my absolute dream and it was my absolute destiny and without without making that leap there would be no go scouts there would be no 12 week online group workshop yeah. there, you know it's like it's it's a whole nother track of destiny and i really believe more and more as I go through life that there's all these parallel realities that are in front of you. I used to think like you had like one destiny and you kind of followed it. But now I okay. think there are infinite tracks of destiny that are available to you. And it, and it really is up to you to choose your own adventure, to choose the one that you feel yeah. most passionate about. And it's like, what are the, what are truly the most awesome ideas I can think of, you know? And it, and again, it goes back even further. It goes back to, when I made my first version of my website in like 2002 or 2003, when I was at Pratt in college, I was in like a web design class and we were making a website and I made the first version of my website and I, and I put on there as a kind of like a bio thing. I was like, the purpose of Go Shrimp is to, uh, you know, is to think of the most amazing things that I can do and do them and inspire other people to think of the most amazing things that they can do and do them. And I set that down even before my career had really started. And that is still absolutely true of everything that I do. And it's like, it's so important to set your intentions, to set a manifesto for yourself, to set a vision for yourself, because, you know, your those intentions are going to carry through, you know, but, it, but it's so easy to forget those and mainstream reality is, is so strong. It can whitewash. It can, yeah. it can, it can just blast, you know, it can give you so many reasons to forget those things. But if you really set them down and make those the center of your soul and the center of your ethos and the center of your own creative mythology, all these things that we think about and feeding into creating this vision of yourself and, and starting to set down a plan. It's so important that I did all those things and kept those things because that's, you know, that is really what's allowed me to go through it. There's so many people that I've talked to. And it makes me think of even this thing with my parents. Like I found this book in my parents' basement and it was on, um, it was on like, it was like all about like setting up a, a family garden, a family homestead on like a half an acre or an acre of land. You know, this whole idealistic yeah. vision from the seventies of like the back to the land movement and going into the woods and growing your own food and, and living independently and all this stuff and inscribed in it was a was a note to my mom from my dad. He, my dad had given this book to my mom, and it was like, we're so close. We're going to do this. We're going to live this dream life. Oh, blah, man, blah. really? And I, and I found that, and I was like, Dad, like, why didn't you guys do this? And and he was like, well, you know, we had kids, and, you know, we just kind of got caught yeah. up in jobs and this and that. And I was just like, wow, that's so crazy. You know, and I think part of it is cool that I got to then kind of 
carry that. You know, I think my parents instilled that in me and I got to manifest it. But part of my heart was broken to think that my parents had that dream and that goal and they never did it. And I know, especially my mom, like really kind of wishes that they had had the opportunity to do that. And I think my dad as well. And now, you know, they're, they're at retirement age and, and, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're at a kind of a different thing. And, and now they even have, my dad has all this cancer and these, these health problems and all this stuff. And, and you just can see like how quickly your life can just go zoop, you know, with like, if you think of your life only in practical terms, you can very quickly have a very practical life rather than an, a real idealistically driven life. And idealism ultimately has to wrangle with realism and you have to really figure out what that means to you. Um, and I definitely don't want to like shit on my parents or shit on anybody's dreams that just have to cope with reality. But you know, I think the more you set those intentions down and and don't compromise the core goals that you have early on, it can just really make it make those decisions easier to make, you know, make that decision of like, OK, I'm quitting Adventure Time. I'm going to live in the woods. I mean, everybody thought I was absolutely nuts. At yeah, the time. totally. <laughs> but now, but now it makes perfect sense to everybody. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, that makes total sense that you did that." You know, but at the time, it was like, "What the yeah. fuck?" And like, so many decisions in my life have seemed so unorthodox at the time. You know, but in retrospect, it's all this wild story that makes perfect sense. You know, it's this wild story arc. It's funny. I remember when I started to do Ghost Scouts and 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 bring it into the workshop and stuff like that is when I really started to realize that my life had this epic story arc and this in this thing that made yeah. so much sense and that I can tell that story and it can make sense to people and they can get stuff out of it and apply it to their own life like I don't know it was such a such a crazy moment to be like holy shit like this really all makes perfect sense it's like a movie like you know yeah. and, and I love how wild it is and how much of an adventure it is like like the 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 I think of my son now as this as this wild idealistic eight year old and like I think of myself at that age and we're like so much of the same person and I'm like man like the eight year old me would be so happy with what I've done with my life and like I feel so good about that I feel like that's a great metric like like would the child yeah. version of you be like super pumped with who you are now and what you're doing you know yeah yeah totally like I I, I also think about it because. Like, I, I asked my mom, like, uh, I know I started drawing, like, like uh, quote-unquote, good for uh, when I was eight. I remember it, and I have also my first drawing, like, like uh, stored. But, uh, like, my in my mind, my story was, like, after, after that drawing, I just loved to draw, and, and that's what I've been doing ever since. And I asked my mom, and she was like, well, that's not true. Like you like to draw, but but normal, like normally, like a, any other activity, maybe maybe you liked more soccer than than drawing. You didn't draw a lot, and I don't know why, when, or where you just started drawing like a crazy. <laughs> and I don't remember either. I don't know why. So, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that when I was a little boy, I was just drawing, and, and that feeling that that drawing gives you. Uh, that was the thing that stuck in me, and I, I didn't thought about it. I, I I didn't think about it at the time. Like I, I want to draw, but I loved cartoons a lot. So the thing was like I, I went to uh, to high school and everything, and I just still loved cartoons. And the thing with my my peers was like they already 
uh, quote unquote grown up. So they didn't like cartoons anymore because that's a child's game. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I love cartoons still. When when does it stops? Like when when does this uh, stop? And I like uh, like adult stuff. What what's adult stuff? What's the, what does that even mean? You know? Yeah. Um, so I just uh, kept with it, and then I I just kept practicing and and drawing, and one day I, I was like, yeah. The only thing I know for sure is that I want to draw the rest of my life. I don't know if that there's a work for that or anything, but maybe I can I can work at Disney, and that was my, my dream, you know, like, totally. like my first dream. And I think that's the main dream of a lot of of, of young uh, artists and. And as as you grow older, you you realize that uh, that's not the only path, and that's not even the at least for me, that's not even the attractive path yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like for me, I, I value more uh, my creativity and my and my and the, and the stories I want to tell and the freedom that I can tell them however I want. And in those kinds of industri- industries, like it's super uh, tiring and super slow like you're climbing to the top and uh, in order for you to to actually tell the story you want to tell yeah. with the, the, the studio resources so yeah uh th- that's i think that's a, uh, another another topic but but that's what I, why i started like doing my own thing and then um i decided to to uh, give away my studio to my to my colleague just to make literally my own stuff and like living from my drawing and I cannot be more more pleased and more happy about the decision I made and the decisions I've made ever since I took the the, the workshop for the first time yeah like, yeah I think people think of being a successful artist as getting the highest status job but to yeah. me to me it's it, it is and always has been creative freedom that's the that's the that's the best thing that you can have as an artist yeah and i'm, and I'm, I'm so glad that from day one i was like my number one goal is just to have as much creative freedom as possible and i built everything in my life around that yeah it's you know? super and it, it didn't matter how much money i made it didn't matter yeah. if i was working for free it didn't i was like i'm gonna make i'll, I'll live in a cardboard box i'll live in a tent <laughs> i mean i did live in a tent you know i've lived in a tent at yeah. more than one time in my life you know like i will do anything to make sure that i can have as much creative freedom as possible you know and and there's no job that i would take without that being the number one component yeah. of it. You know, with the job on Adventure Time, it was like, that's why it was a good fit. They gave me my yeah. absolute creative freedom. They're like, we want Adventure Time to take place in a Goshrimp world. Show us what that is. Go fucking nuts. You know, and they never fucking told yeah. me, don't do this, don't do that. They were just like, here's the fucking board. Go crazy. You know, that was and that's my what job made it magical. Like, yeah. Like, you... Like they want you because you are. This is part of your ability. It's like you're not a drawing machine. Like you're you're this creative machine mm-hmm. that that execute on a drawing level. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why why Adventure Time works so well because they had this freedom and also like I, I didn't uh, I hadn't work worked at at any other place like on a regular job uh, ever until now 
uh, and that was my main my, my main um, like uh, I don't know the, the thing I, I wanted like I want creative freedom that's it mm-hmm. uh, and this this goes uh, alongside uh, th- this belief I, I have like from uh, like four or five years ago that uh, and, and this I learned it from my from my band because when I when we started uh, our band we we made a manifesto like okay we are not douchebags we're not rocksters whatever like whatever that means like we just want to make music for the sake of playing for the sake of having fun for the sake of um, I don't know being with my friends uh, in a project and everything that comes uh, after is just consequence of of this so I learned from my band uh, and that's like my, my whole life philosophy now uh, that uh, you have to, to, to do your things for the right reason. Yeah. Like you have to pay attention to the reason you're doing things for. Uh, and my, my funniest example is my mom. Like she was telling me, oh, uh, we have to we need some more money, like uh, more uh, income uh, uh, sources. So and she loves board games. So she was like, um, I'm, I want to, to create a board game and, um, and that will give us more money. And I told my mom, like, mom, if you make a board game thinking about money, that would be, that will be for sure the worst board game ever because <laughs> yeah. the purpose, the purpose of, of a board game is to be fun. Yeah. But if your purpose for creating it is to win money, to earn money, it's like you're going, you're going all wrong. Yeah. Like it's not even the path. So you have to make it fun. If you focus on it being fun, it will be a good game. And because it's a good game, it will sell. And if it sells, you will you you learn money. And so money is a consequence. Yeah. Yeah, but money can, money stay. can never be the end goal. Money exactly, is money exactly. is a means to an end, right? You totally. need money to just like you need food and you need water totally. and you need sunlight and all these things, but if money is the end goal, no. Yeah, you're you're, yeah, you're, you're I, getting I, I, I don't wrong. understand that. Yeah. So so I'm super proud about about how my mindset is right now and about how I uh, I perceive things and I understand understand like um, professional things and creative work um like thanks to to the workshop, thanks to Creative Pep Talk by Randy J Miller, thanks to uh, Mark Manson like the subtle art of not giving a fuck that that book <laughs> rung a bell on me too. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, of motivational uh, uh, people and, and, and sites to, to this story, you know. But it all started here, actually. And, and I'm super proud of the, of the path I'm building and of the path I'm making with my creative work. And I'm super proud. And, and literally, I just feel like I could die today and I would be so fucking happy that I would I died like making what I love the most like and, and I was proud proudly showing it you know yeah totally totally yeah I mean that's you know to me life isn't about putting in the work for some far off you know like I mean you certainly want to set goals but it's about yeah. also like getting into your dream life as soon as possible, like getting into the first version of your, like what's the shortest path to 
the version of your dream life you can live right now and then get in there and then yeah. just keep evolving it, keep making it better, you know, but the idea of sacrificing the present no. and, and grinding it out for some possibility, hypothetical, you know, reward in the future is insane. And the, I mean, the idea that the conventional idea that you would actually work a job that you don't care about for most of your life until you are, uh, you know, until like the, your, your physical strength and all that has kind of left you. Yeah. And then you're gonna, your reward is relaxation. I mean, sounds like, the, <laughs> sounds like the craziest pyramid scheme in the fucking world. You're like, yeah, are you absolutely. kidding me? Like, like, I'm not even going to do dope shit then. I'm just going to like sit it. I'm just going to like fucking relax that's what it's gonna be about it's like give me a fucking break like yeah that's so boring yeah it's insane i don't know how people ever bought into this idea i don't know how you know corporate capitalism and stuff scammed people into thinking that anybody would like that anybody would do that it's just so (laughs) insane but just goes to the power it it just goes to the power of the illusion and the hologram of mainstream reality and 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 in the void of people really sitting down and really figuring it out like like the, i mean the you know you should you should be doing this stuff in elementary school every kid should be you know setting a plan of what they want to do creating yeah. a vision of who they want to be in school should reinforce their individualism right and instead it enforces the the collective to fit into what that what may what reality wants you to be what the system can use you as right that's what it all is so it's like it's just so you're being co-opted if you're not that's one of the things you know that we're always saying is like if you don't set your intention if you don't have a solid plan for yourself you are a part of someone else's plan right like yeah, like yeah, you are yeah. going to be an element in someone else's plan and you're just going to get chewed up like you're not it's not you're not going to get rewarded for it you're not going to get recognized for it you're going to be one component in a larger plan that you know as we know is just really about accumulating ridiculous amounts of wealth in a small tiny increment of the population which is like just pure insanity yeah now it- now that you, you you say it like that, it, it, it's truly that, and mm-hmm. I don't know how how people bought into it actually. But if they bought but that, like, wh- why not? Uh, wh- why does um, uh, creating your own life and designing it and and trying and and trying to thrive through it? Uh, why does doesn't that make more sense that that the other one, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I always tell people like like life is going life in in and of itself, whether you're an animal, a fucking plant or anything, life is challenging. Life is going to give you challenges, whether they're physical, whether they're mental, whether they're situational, whatever. There's going to be all these challenges in life and you're going to have to put in work either way. Wouldn't you rather do that for (laughs) yourself and have it be rewarding than to just be spinning your wheels and then sitting there and going, yeah, what, why am I doing this? What am I, what is the point of this? You know, it's, it's just like, it's it's so crazy. For some reason, people have the misconception that it's harder to go out and do it for yourself, but it's really not. It's the same, but it's way more rewarding. And rather than slowly, you know, losing your idealism and your internal intuition and your, which is really your superpowers, rather than that degrading because you're not using it, 
when you're doing it for yourself, that's getting stronger and stronger and you're getting, you're, you're exercising your intuition. You're exercising your superpowers and your, and, and your, your happiness and your quality of life. And all those things are exponentially growing. Whereas in the other world, that's very dead and it's dying off, you know? So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's really, it's always been strange to me. I was so blessed um, by the fact that I was so kind of, I was so hyperactive and, and, and my brain worked so differently that it couldn't fit into the system that the system rejected me. And and that was, (laughs) that was hard when I was young, I was confused by it. But as soon as I realized, oh shit, I can just go do my own shit. I don't need to work in this system. Like this isn't all there is. I was like, oh sweet. Like this is, oh yeah. fuck. Like what are, the, what are all these other idiots <laughs> doing? Like what the fuck are they all doing, you know? Yeah, and then yeah, it was yeah. like, holy shit. As soon as I got out on my own to college as an adult, I was like, life, everything was easy. It was all a cakewalk. And that's not to say that I haven't worked super fucking hard at it. Obviously I do. Like my my greatest strength is my work ethic. You know, I always say I'm not, yeah. I'm not the most talented. I was never the most talented artist or anything like that I have a really good work ethic my parents really helped me get a good work ethic in you know and 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 they always encouraged me to follow my dreams so that you know I I had that message which was really great um but you know everything else I earned through through super hard work but again I mean it doesn't feel that hard because it's so rewarding you're just like oh this is what life is this is fucking amazing you know it's like i'm becoming i'm building my character like i'm building myself up every fucking day like my brain is stronger my belief in myself is stronger my self-confidence is stronger you know people people go to their jobs every day and they wonder why they're anxious and they're stressed and then they have to take antidepressants and all this stuff it's like you know, I was in that cycle in high school. I was taking antidepressants. I was confused. I was this and that. As soon as I went, oh my God, I can make my own life and I can do whatever the fuck I want. I fucking quit all those medications. I was never fucking depressed again. It was all solved because I was like, oh, I'm just now going to pursue my passions. And when you're doing that, you're not, you're going to be, you're going to have tough times. You're going to have times where, you know, you're, you're losing track of your focus, where you're, you're questioning, you're questioning your motives. You're going through all those heroes journey type of, type of story arcs and, and all that stuff. But it's, but you know, you stick with it and it, and it all going to make sense and it all pays off and it's all within you. Like no one can take, no one can take anything away from me. I could lose everything in my life right now and I could go start from scratch again and build it all up because it's, it doesn't exist outside of me. It exists within me. All the strength is in me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, 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 don't understand actually like i have friends that work on i'll say like this like normal or regular jobs um from nine nine to five or whatever and i see them like i i grew grew up with them and i know how they were and i see them now and i see this um pre-designed uh adult man or woman uh that the society wanted to wanted wanted them to be and they are it's pretty strange because they seem as they are proud of saying like oh man i'm so tired because of work oh man yeah i'm super tired because uh, because of traffic and and everything but they they say it like in a fake proudness i don't know it's it's pretty weird you know yeah. like if they were uh feeling some 
kind of heroism in it. Like, oh man, but I'm working so hard. And, and that's great because, oh man, work, you know, like we have to, to put the uh, food on the table. And I'm like, uh, it's not the only way, you know. Yeah, there's infinite ways. There's infinite yeah, pathways. Exactly. There are infinite pathways. It just depends on if you can create the vision of it and you can have the have the the determination to be like, all right, I'm going to fucking make this happen, you know? Yeah, and also uh, uh, a lot of my friends like uh, – make me this strange face like uh, like really when i tell them like i love my job man and i i do whatever i want like all day long and the funny thing is i love it so much that when i go out from from the office uh, i come to my house and i just keep drawing because that's the the thing i love doing the most of everything out of everything i love drawing the most so for me, it, it doesn't feel like a job. And they have this, uh, they gave me this creative freedom. I, I don't know if I said this uh, now, but I have this job at um, at a media, like social media agency. I don't know if that's, that's okay. But yep. they give uh, like sports news. So they cover like soccer, uh, baseball, and, and, uh, they have this uh, the, the NFL account here in Mexico, and just the funny thing about that job is how I got it because I I remember that I was taking the workshop and you you gave us an assignment like an editorial illustration assignment. You told us pick one um, one article of a topic you like and you have you have never uh, drawn about. Uh, and I was like, okay, the other thing I love the most uh, besides drawing is, is soccer. So, and I haven't even thought about uh, mixing them both. So I just uh, picked one one article and drew something about Hugo Sanchez, that is a Mexican that played at Real, Real Madrid. And uh, and that was it. And then uh, the World Cup was, was coming uh, that summer. And I... I was uh, I wasn't earning a lot of money then uh, so the last month when I got this idea uh, th that month I, I thought I just want to 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 work and uh, in soccer and uh, to have to watch all the games you know all the World Cup games and also I don't have I didn't have by the time the money to pay that last month of rent. So I, I had this pressure on me. Uh, so I created with the Champions League. I, I just started making some illustrations on my own, like just to have some portfolio material. And then I invented myself uh, a project, like this uh, uh, Memories of the World Cup project, so or or the Illustrated Album project. No, so I, I just knocked two doors from uh, two. Two agencies, sports agencies. I knew uh, the first one. They they didn't call back, and the second one they gave me a, a meeting. I presented the project. They told me I was super expensive and that I was crazy and that that wouldn't even um, uh, work. And that, but but they loved my work, so they invited me to work for freelance. And I started working for freelance, and and that was okay. And then by the by the time of the World Cup. 
they called me and they offered me a, a full-time job. <laughs> but the funny thing, and, and that's why I'm saying this, is that I love like my creative freedom so much and my ways of uh, like my ways of work that when when they told me you have to come to the office uh daily like from monday through sunday because there are matches uh, every day and i told him no i'm not coming here because you're too far like you're in mexico city and i'm in the state of mexico and i'm an hour and a half of traffic away so no i'm not driving here like they gave me a a, a race but Nevertheless, I, I told them, I have these conditions. I will just come three times per week, but you can uh, you can ask me for whatever you want. Like, you can ask me for illustrations, for animations, for graphic design, whatever, just for the same fee you're paying me. So they they did that. Ah, and the, the other condition was like, I want to watch the Mexico's uh, matches with my family. <laughs> and they were like, oh, really? Okay, let's do it. And that was it. Yeah, and, now, and so you do the illustrations of the sports stuff for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now my job, like after the World Cup, they just loved how we work together. I had, I had creative freedom. Like they told me, oh, Mexico is going, is playing against Germany. What do you think? Uh, give us a, a sketch. And I was like, man, I'm so trained for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. so ready for this. So I I applied all the things I uh, we learned at the workshop actually uh, to create these little storylines and storytelling uh, uh, ideas for for each illustration. And man, I I've like I've done more drawing uh, like the past year or the past two years than I've drawn, I've drawn in my whole life for sure. Like last last year, I counted them. I I made like 370 illustrations. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and and I love them. Like yeah, my work now is you have to watch soccer and you have to draw about soccer. Yeah. Yeah, I it's like, so funny. I this is <laughs> Yeah, this was one of the things that I had written down to talk to you about because I remember you were so pumped when this happened that you made a little video. Yeah. You know, yeah, I forget yeah. <laughs> if it was during the workshop or if it was in the no, alumni after. group. Yeah. But you were like, guys, I'm so pumped. I got to tell you about this. Like I went and just like decided to pitch my dream job to these places yeah. <laughs> and like fucking blah, blah, blah. And you told that story and you're like, and I'm fucking doing it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that's what I'm fucking <laughs> talking about. Like, it's so perfect because you put it, you put together all the elements of the workshop. You took control totally. of it. You know, you, you, you know, the, the main things we teach in the workshop is like, you know, starting with that vision of exactly, you know, you know, who you want to be and what you want to do. And then with the visual art, it's make it personal as possible. And, yeah. you know, draw the stuff that you love the most that you're interested in the most. And then on the technical side, you know, we focus on, you know, really good storytelling, really good yeah. visual clarity, all those really basic fundamental yeah, yeah, yeah. things. And you had put them all together and all together, manifested yeah. this absolute dream job. And I was like, Fuck yes. I fucking love that. It made me so happy. <laughs> and I love that that's still rolling and that you're, you know what, that's a, it's a couple, how, how long has it been going on now? A like couple years? two years now. But yeah. the thing is that I'm like, currently I'm not just working for soccer. I also make things for baseball 
and for NFL, like mm -hmm. the, the, the official account of NFL Mexico. Um, and I'm super proud. Like a lot of people is, is the, looking at my job, like at my work and they, they already recognize it. Yeah. And I'm always trying to push, like, I, I don't want to settle in, in, in the easy way or the, or the, Oh, I know how to make this kind of illustrations now that, uh, I'm not trying to make them quick. I try to make them better and I, I, I'm trying new styles and, and trying new things um, and new ways of storytelling. And I have this freedom so like so wide that I can even propose um, some products. Like if I want to, to make a webcomic about, about baseball, I can do that. So I did that and now I have a webcomic for them that I write and that I draw every Wednesday. Wednesday uh, about uh, female soccer. So, no, like I can I can do whatever I want. I don't know how long I'm going to stay there, but for the timing is like yeah, it's like my dream job. Yeah. Like I, I get to watch the sports I want and draw about them. Man. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's like that's how life should be, right? Like exactly. you are this magnificent. Totally creature you're this improbable creative animal you know this improbable creative animal in this infinite universe of possibilities i mean you think how magical this planet that we live on and all these incredible insects and and animals and plants <laughs> yeah. and like everything about the world is amazing of course we are this creature who can imagine things that don't exist that's our superpower is creativity of course we have the power like look at what human beings have done on this earth for better or worse for better and worse right we yeah, have yeah, the ability totally. to impose our will on reality to shape reality more than yeah. more than almost any other life form on this planet in the way that we do you know so why wouldn't each individual of us have the ability to you know shape our destiny to direct our destiny and i think that people just don't think that they have that ability because we're not really taught that right and that's that's really like that that's the mindset <laughs> that we're going for the essence of that of that of that uh of that high morale mindset is you know most people think oh they think of a they think of an amazing thing and they go yeah but what if it doesn't work i'll seem like an idiot but I go, well, yeah. I'm already an idiot. What if it does work? That's going to be fucking amazing. Right? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why yeah. not just fucking go for it? What do you have to lose? You know, I think, I think so many people's lives are, are, um, really held back and reduced for the simple fact that they think they might look foolish. And yeah, that like blows also, my right? mind. I'm like, and again, it's like maybe I was just felt so foolish and, and looked so foolish all the time growing up that it never <laughs> even like dawned on me. Like I was like, ah, fuck it, whatever, you know, like, uh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it boggles the mind that people I think people really choose to limit their potential. Um, and it's it's just it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, like like I know that I know for a fact that it's it's easier to to say why not than to say why, why yes, you know, yeah, like, yeah. why can I do this or how can I do this? And uh, you have also, yeah, like, like you say, it's a mindset. Like we can, we can stay still and nothing's going to happen. Like, and I learned that from, and I have already a tattoo about that from a, a Calvin and Hobbes strip. 
uh, that says uh, nothing's happening and helps tell, uh, says try jumping. That's the only way. Like if you don't try, you will never know if that will work or not. Yeah. And that's also another thing that I learned from skateboarding. Like if you have to, if you want to to land a trick, you know that for landing a trick, you have to fall like 300 times. Like no joke. That's the number. Yeah. Before you land your first uh, trick, and after you you land it, you have to perfect it. Yeah. Like that's that's the way life is, and you'll you'll fall 300 times. But the the, the magic is to have the courage to stand up and try again, mm-hmm. and change a little bit of yourself, just to to improve it and to try to to land the trick. So yeah, it's a mindset, and a lot of people just settles with what's there. And it's easier to to complain than to 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 try it and try it and try it and try it. Yeah, and to simply be the person that's the type of person that's doing that shit. You know, like yeah. I don't want to be the person that's just sitting there with my thumb in my ass thinking about what might be cool. It's like I want to be the yeah. person out there fucking trying it and doing it and and doing it wrong and doing it wrong, but but making amazing discoveries on the way and then figuring out how to turn those discoveries into the most amazing things that I want to do. And like, you know, it's like no one, you know, I mean that's 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 the essence of life. That's what it's all about yeah 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 totally so and and i'm trying to spread that word like with with every person i meet actually like or 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 with the people i work with i'm just so so open to sharing my my experiences and my knowledge like whether it's uh, a lot of or or pretty small I, i just try to to share it Maybe maybe someone will uh, find some sense to it and and hopefully try. Yeah, I think that's the way things. it has to be. You know, that's the way yeah. it has to be. I mean, I'm always trying to get that word out because, yeah, it is. It's, you know, you just hear one thing. You hear something. You hear someone say something one day, and it just, like you said, rings a bell. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, and, like, you can kind of hear destiny calling. And you fucking, <laughs> yeah. you know, hopefully people have the courage to then go do it, you know, and shuck off all the people that there's a funny thing and maybe you've experienced this a little bit when you do really engage in your destiny and it and 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 you start to make these leaps of faith into these you know yeah. kind of uh really personal dimensions people around you will kind of be like uncomfortable with it they're like what are you doing like why are yeah, you absolutely. doing that like this isn't like let me look at the manual here i don't think you're supposed to do that thing <laughs> you know and i'm like fuck it you know like it's a regular life manual yeah exactly normal boring <laughs> life um, yeah. one of the, th- one of the things that we were talking about when we were catching up was, uh, you had mentioned that you've had, uh, a lot of broken bones and you've had nine oh, surgeries yeah. and being someone that has, you know, <laughs> talked a lot about, you know, I've broken every bone in both my feet. I've broken both my hands. I've broken my wrist. Yeah. I've broken my ankle. I've had knee surgery twice. Oh. Um, yeah, I would love to hear about these, uh, these surgeries and these breaks. Oh man. Like I just. Like now, I just see them. Like I, I've loved scars like all my life. I they like from my first scar that it was. Uh, I, I cut myself like trying to to sharp uh, the, the the point of an arrow of mm-hmm. a wooden <laughs> arrow. Yeah, and like as uh, a kid, like when you were out, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. I was yeah. a kid. I was a kid, yeah. and we went to to actually. The place where where there's the pyramids here in Mexico, Tatihuacan, 
Oh, that, we were, uh, me and Fonzie were just talking about that, yeah, the pyramids yeah. of the sun. Yeah, full circle, yeah, I was, baby. <laughs> I was just uh, uh, taking this pro- from that, you know. So I was just shaping this this, uh, this arrow and I with a blade that one of the teachers gave me. <laughs> wow. He's like, hey, that was super irresponsible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I cut my uh, my finger, my, my middle finger of the left left hand. Wow. And I had this scar. And they, they told me, no, we have to, to sue you. And I was like, no, 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 no. Leave it like that and maybe uh, give me a bandage and that's it. Oh, they wanted, I, to, they wanted to give you stitches, like sew you up? Yes, mm-hmm. just sorry. Yeah, the stitches. Because I was like, they were going to sue you? What? <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wasn't sure that was a word. Yeah, yes, no, it just... makes sense. Sew you up, yeah. <laughs> so um, they, they told me, no, it, the stitches are for, for you to, to, to don't have a scar, you know? And I was like, no, I want my scar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I'll remember, I to, then I'll remember not to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one one of my of my favorites because I I see it a lot. But after that, it came a long long uh, series of injuries and and hospital visits and and everything. Like I broke I broke my left arm twice, one centimeter from the one from from the other. Wow! Uh, I was skateboarding the, both mm-hmm. uh, on both. Um, and the, the the crazy thing about those those incidents was that, uh, like, I, I'll try to explain it like visual. My my left arm split in the middle, like from, uh, in the side of my forearm, mm-hmm. like just in the middle, and my hand went upwards, like oh. making this L. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty gross. And, and the bones were sticking out. In the first one, the, one of the bones sticked out. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see it because it was just like a, like a peak. But uh, uh, the the funny thing was that that I saw my 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 arm with the L shape, uh-huh. and the first thing I thought was like, "Oh, my mom is gonna is gonna how do you say like punish me so bad?" I don't know. <laughs> you know, That's I was so, so afraid of my mom right there. So my first thought with this adrenaline I had was to move my like to grab my wrist and fix it like oh, pull it down yeah in order to have it to, to the, its regular uh form again so i did that oh my <laughs> god yeah like it was a shot of adrenaline and also because i i thought like the the, the wound is 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 warm so it won't hurt that bad uh-huh. if i don't let it uh, like like uh, cool down so when I went to the hospital, they told me like, uh, "What the fuck? Why did you uh, fix your your own arm?" Um, and and they told me not not to do it again, but that I uh, matched one of the two bones that we have there, like when I fixed it. Wow! And, but so uh, well, I had surgery for that. For that, uh, they placed me to to, to screws. And then, like three months later, uh, I broke it again, and it had this L shape again, and I fixed it again. Oh my god! It did. It did the same L shape and yeah. everything. Oh yeah, god, yeah. man! Oh my. The only god. thing is that I, I thought it like I, I thought it through, through a little bit more. Yeah. And I was like, "There's no way I'm going to the hospital with this L shape. No way." Yeah. So I moved it and. 
this time around, I uh, I fixed both of the bones. <laughs> oh damn, dude! You're like a street surgeon. <laughs> I know, right? And then, um, but anyways, they had to they had to uh, uh, get me into surgery again. And then after that, the, there were like four four of that because one for placing the screws and one for taking out the screws. And there were two, so there were four. One of the nose, one of um, I don't know the name of the, I don't know the, the, like the name in English, but there's another one. <laughs> and then I broke my leg. I know I also had one for, for my teeth, like for my jaw, because oh. I had my jaw uh, like going uh, to the front. So they cut uh, two pieces of bone from both sides and they, they snapped it back. Like you had an yeah. underbite? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah, I had an underbite. So that was it, and I couldn't eat for a whole month. Oh. I I couldn't open my mouth for a whole month. It was like wired shut. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So I just eat. I just ate through uh, like like soups, like meat soups and and things like that. But it had to be very very liquid in order for them to pass through the gaps mm-hmm. through my teeth. So it was, uh, it was awful. Wow. And I. I that was during Christmas season. <laughs> oh shit, man! No turkey for you. Do you what exactly. do you? What do you? What is? What it? What do you eat? Uh, it, for Christmas in Mexico, do you do the turkey or whatever? Uh, yeah, turkey. The, the, like in my family, they do pozole. I don't know if you have tried it, but it's like a soup uh, with uh, even uh, chicken or pork. Okay. And, and uh, it has a lot of sauce in it, and you you. You, I don't know how to say it, but you can also eat it with like fried tortillas and with cream and and cheese, and that's it. Like it's super super tasty. Wow! But it's hard to describe. Even in Spanish, it's hard to describe. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to ask my wife about it. She's Colombian and Mexican, so she'll oh. know. Oh, no, yeah, she 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 definitely knows about yeah. pozole. And the other one was uh, the one of the of the leg. Uh, I was by the time I was. I was playing soccer about four times a week, that it was a lot, and and also working like like overworking. So I thought it was maybe like a sign from the universe saying me, "Hey, chill down, like don't go that fast because you're gonna burn out." Yeah. And and yeah, I was burned out, and and then I had to stay still for for one year because they the. I had surgery twice because the first surgery went wrong because my doctor just left my bone uh, one like half inch apart from one another. So that that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it it didn't uh, heal at all. So they had to make, uh, get me to surgery again, and this time it was okay. I have in me like eight screws and a silver plate. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. after. That was the the thing about my hand. <laughs> wow! <laughs> that I broke my hand, my drawing hand, uh, three weeks after I started playing soccer again, and that was a deal breaker. Like uh, that was my lowest point ever. Yeah. And after that, um, we were talking about it in in the catch up uh, talk, but um, I know my luck, so I know I have kind of a bad luck. 
And I know, I feel like my energy towards my, my right hand is a lot. Like I, I'm right handed for everything. So from like uh, two years ago, I started practicing to doing everything except drawing with my left hand, like writing, brushing my teeth, um, taking a bath, everything, and eating, uh, even uh, using the, the Chinese sticks. Yeah, the uh, chopsticks. Yeah, the chopsticks, yeah. I, I use them also with my left hand now. And um, and when I break when I when I break my hand, uh, I was already prepared to to start drawing with my left hand, and I kept my professional work going with my left hand, and because my philosophy was that we draw from the head, not from the hand. The hand is just the practice, but we draw from the head. So the proportions and and the movements and colors, poses, and I don't know com- uh, everything comes from the mind so i just started practicing with my left hand and now i'm a bit ambidextrous <laughs> that's so cool i know both. the fact that you had the intuition we were talking about yeah, this yeah. And it blew yeah. my mind the fact that you had the intuition <laughs> two years earlier and that you yeah. listened to that intuition like i should start doing things with my left hand you know and and even though you weren't doing the drawing you you know yeah. you were developing that connection between your brain and your hand and then when it came time to switch the drawing over yeah, boom yeah. you could maintain it at a professional level that is so that is such a cool <laughs> story i fucking love that and the idea like how you said like we draw from the head like that is so awesome that's such a and that's such a mindset thing right it's like so yeah, many people yeah. would be like oh i can't I do this that. oh blah blah but it's yeah. like, you know, but if you have the mindset like, hey, OK, what can I do? Right. Let me see. What can I do? Boom. This is a solution. Right. Some people, yeah. some people, I feel like look for failure, look for problems. That's a mindset. It's, but what it's if the easy way out? Yeah. What if your mindset is to constantly be looking for solutions, looking for the bright side of things, looking totally. for don't think about what you can do. Think about what you can do. Right. Yeah. And also the thing about. Uh, the three main things I love doing the most is like like playing with my band, uh, drawing, and uh, and playing soccer. And I couldn't do any any of those when 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 the the hand thing happened. Right. So I was like, no, no, this one, no, because that's why I love the most out of the of the three of them. Like I cannot not draw. So if if my hand falls down, I have the other one, and if that hand falls down, I'll have my feet. And I'll learn to draw with my feet because that's that's not gonna happen. Like I'm not stopping drawing at all. Yeah. Like that's what I was uh, meant to do here. So with my with that uh, with that mindset, like it's truly easy just to just to make it because I have this courage and I have this this will of 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 getting it done. Yeah, that's so remarkable. I love that. I love that. And. And you were saying that, you know, and that, that this was recently, right? You said like this was the last year or something like yeah, that last or, year. or before yeah, last yeah. year. And you were saying that, you know, you had had a lot of mental struggles during that period, right? Yeah. That, that was kind of some of the hardest mental struggles that you had to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, because of this thing, like I couldn't do anything of the, of the things that, that, uh, gave me joy. So I was, and also I hate the, uh, be like depending on people. To, to make things so I couldn't do anything on my own like I couldn't move I couldn't because um, your leg was messed up yeah, your hand was yeah, messed yeah. up 
And also, it was a bummer when when they told me like this. The first six six months of the surgery with with the crutches and everything, uh, they were so hard. So after that, like I was working right uh, right then because um, because I was uh, just sitting right there, you know, mm-hmm. like I was just drawing. But uh, when the six months uh, period was coming to an end. I was like, okay, I'm all almost there, almost there, and then suddenly they say me, they they say like, no, uh, we had the surgery done all wrong. You have to go to surgery again. Like, what, what the fuck, man? Really, really? Yeah. And I I stopped uh, thinking about uh, about this uh, about the term of uh, deserve, like that someone deserves something or not, mm-hmm. because. Oh, right, like you did you like we had why why is this happening? Yeah, like, Do I deserve yeah, yeah, yeah. this? Yeah. So that that was one of the main uh, things uh, or struggles I had during that time. Then that was one of the main things that sent me to to therapy. Well, not sent me, but I wanted to go because I, for once, accepted that I had not the answer for that mm-hmm. and that I needed help. Wow. And and so I accepted it because I I have been struggling with that concept of going to therapy or to mental therapy or emotional therapy mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and my thought was like, no, I'm capable. I, I have the, all the resources I, I, I need to, to get out of this. I can do it on my own with this one. I was like, no way. This, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Like this is too much. So I went and it helped a lot. Like just to hear it from someone else, you know, like they're telling you things you already know, but like in a different perspective and maybe it makes a little bit more sense than what you know mm-hmm. uh, and maybe it, it either helps you to to acknowledge that you're you were on the right uh, track or, or mindset or that you were wrong and you can you can improve some things um, but but yeah it was pretty hard time and it, it the only thing I knew is that I had to be patient. Like it, during last year, I, I just learned about patience and about uh, trusting in time and trusting in, in, in the flow of things and just try to, to hit one day at a time and try to, to make the best out of, of each day. And, and that's it. And try in, in within your boundaries uh, or physical boundaries or whatever try to 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 make the things you love so i started uh, taking some master classes uh, from this website masterclass and also taking some uh, oh, some reading like reading your comics and watching movies and stuff like that that i can do that without running or without drawing you know right so yeah that that was like the exit like the the good exit and you you don't have idea how much I uh, I value uh, to walk again and to play soccer again and to draw every day. Like each line feels like like glorious. Like oh man, I, I can't even describe it. Like it's super hard. Yeah, I feel you so much. I went through a very similar thing when I had broken, you know, every bone in both my feet and I was in a wheelchair for three months. I mean, I was 16. I was in high school. It was like the summer going into my junior year and I was in the wheelchair for three months 
and then I got up on crutches and, you know, you're going through the physical therapy and because my, you know, my muscles were weak, once I got up on crutches, I ended up tearing the padding behind my left kneecap, um, which was like crazy painful. And then I had to go in and get surgery on that. And so it's like, fuck man, like I just went through all this with my feet and then, you know, I have to have knee surgery. And so I had to go through all that. And then shortly after that, I was like kneeling down to put a tape in the VCR, like a VCR tape, you know, this is like in 96 or whatever. Yeah, Um, yeah, And I'm, and I'm going, and then it re tears. I re tore the padding. Like they, they repaired the padding in my knee and they re and, and they, and they, uh, so they repaired it. And then when I kneeled down, it re tore and I, and I had to go in again and they said, yeah, the surgery failed. We have to have, we have to do this surgery again. And it was like, after the feet after the knee surgery and i i can so vividly remember i was sitting on the bed in the doctor's you know office examination room there my dad's sitting there with me and i just remember looking out the window and just being like fuck like this is never going to end like what the fuck like i can remember it makes me want to cry right now like i can feel the depths of despair like the pit in my stomach like like, why is this happening to me? Like, what the fuck? Like, like, yeah, it just yeah, felt insane to me. And, you know, I mean, it, you know, they, they removed the padding and, and, uh, you know, it, everything was, you know, everything was kind of up from there, but, but yeah, that, that whole, that whole time period was really, you know, what I credit was like the birth, the birth of my modern mindset. Like that's where I started yeah. to, cause they told me I might never walk again when I broke my feet. And Holy when shit. I, and the, the, I, I, like the minute I heard them say that, like a, a, a switch went off in my brain and was like, fuck that. Like that, yeah. like, that yeah, is yeah, not, totally. that is not me. I'm never going to yeah. be the person who's in a, you know, shout out to everybody in a wheelchair and shout out to everybody who has yeah. these limitations. And, you know, again, not to, not to, not to disparage anybody, but in my mind, I was like, there is no way that that's the future that I'm going towards. You know, I am going to, I'm going to make the most of this. And I did this thing where like, I was like, I made this decision. I was like, Cause I was like, damn, I have to go back to junior year of, a, of, of high school in a wheelchair. And I was like, God, that's so lame. But I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm going to make this like <laughs> awesome and hilarious. So I would like, yeah. I would like race as fast as I could down the hallways in the school. And I would like, <laughs> and I would like do wheelies and like rip skids like around oh, the corners. And like, I even yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I broke the leg off of it once. I broke the fucking wheel off of it once. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I was such a, I was like, I'm just going to make this like the best, you know? And it's like, and yeah. it's similar to what you said. It's like, you have to flip your mind and just be like, yeah. no, like, I'm not going to let this crush me. Like, I'm going to choose to, it's what I call irrational optimism. And this is where I think the irrational optimism was born in me was I'm just going to make this be great. Like, I'm not going to let this bum me out. And, and I, and I just made it fun and like everybody was entertained by it. And so I was entertained by it and it just became this fun, funny thing that, that had happened to me and it didn't stop me, you know, it didn't hold me back. And I would, I would do challenges. There was like this fucking huge hill 
like near the school and I was like, I'm going to wheel myself like up this hill. I would do weird challenges. Like I'm going to wheel myself fucking up this hill. Like I would, I would even like, I start, I, this is around the time that I started smoking weed too. So me and my friend, me and my friend would literally wheel through the woods every day and like smoke (laughs) weed before school. And like, we'd be wheeling through these dirt tracks in the woods and like trying to cross this brook in the wheelchair. And like, it was just so crazy. But I was like, ah, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to let this diminish me. I'm going to make, I'm going to make this make me stronger. And that was really the first time because I healed way faster than I thought. Like, like regardless of the knee thing that happened afterwards and having that whole hurdle that I just talked about, like, like they, you know, they were like, we don't know if you're going to walk again. We don't really know a timetable, but they were amazed at how fast I healed. And granted I was 16 years old. So that certainly helped. But, um, you know, the fact that my mindset was like, I'm going to do this, like, like, I just knew that it was going to happen. And, and I was like walking way before they thought I was going to like the day that I got on crutches, me and my friend went and I was like, let's fucking walk to this apple orchard. And we walked like five (laughs) miles, like on the day that I got out of the wheelchair, we walked like five miles and I still had casts on both my feet and i'm just on a, I'm, I'm just in my fucking i'm just in my uh, crutches and we snuck into this apple orchard and ate all these apples yeah. and then like fucking snuck home and like it, i was just like ah, i'm a maniac this isn't gonna stop me like fuck it you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it's so important to have that and that was that was when i started to realize because i tested myself in that way i was like i was like holy shit my mind can determine the outcome of things like i i i could feel intuitively that my decision making was then shaping my reality and that was what led to the breakthroughs for the next couple years that put me on the path of okay i'm gonna stop listening to any expectations anybody else has of me and i'm only doing the shit that i care about and that was why i that's why i call it like the day that i broke my feet was the day that go shrimp was born that was the birth of my modern mindset that was yeah. the birth of that high morale lifestyle i decided then and there i'm going to set myself i'm going to commit myself to being high morale no matter what is happening to me because i know that is going to put me in the best position to succeed and i'm going to be happy and i'm going to be fulfilled by that you know and that was so important and it's crazy because you know like my like i'll talk to people about that and, and my grandfather will i remember my grandpa was like was like oh that was the worst thing i remember when that happened i was like i was like grandpa that was one of the best things that ever happened to me like my life was going absolutely nowhere before that like actually it the the just earlier that year i had been instant my parents had put me in a psych ward i was institutionalized because i was like skipping school and like fight like i i was like got in a crazy fight with my parents and like threw a chair at my dad and i wouldn't listen to my parents and i was like you're really starting to go off on a very bad path so they put me in a mental hospital they put me in a mental institution for two weeks like like i was going in the extremely wrong direction um and it was because like i looked forward in mainstream reality and it was just avoid and I was starting to look around and see that you know you know because people were starting to be like oh you can't act like this this is going to go on your permanent record and like you know you have to get serious and like you need to go to college and what are you going to do with your life and like nobody that I (laughs) knew was living like a supremely passionate like independent lifestyle you know and I and so I was just like nobody that I know is like 
doing anything that I want to do. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, this is bullshit. Like, this is all a scam. I started to realize that, like, most adults weren't happy, that this system wasn't going to lead me to happiness. So, you know, it was just like, (laughs) so at that point, my shit was like, well, I'm just going to tear everything down. I'm just going to tell every teacher, fuck you. I'm just going to kick, I'm just going to get kicked out of class every single day. Even when I was in the wheelchair, I was such a crazy maniac. I was still getting kicked out of class, like, every day in the wheelchair and I'd wheel out of class and like it was just I was so I was such a hellion it was so crazy but I slowly started to realize oh I don't have to listen to any of this and I'm just gonna do my shit and then it all started to make sense it went from it literally went from nothing making sense at all to everything starting to make perfect sense to me and then it all was 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 all fine you know so you know I mean that that was you know people it's hard for people to understand but I'm like yeah if I had to go back in time to that moment, I would fucking go through that again because that was what built my character. I had to literally, you know, I was like cliff jumping at the ocean and I fucking basically fell off this cliff and smashed every bone in both of my feet on this rock and then fell in the water. So I literally had to hit rock bottom. I literally had to break, I literally had to break myself, break myself and fall fucking into the water and be underwater and just being like, holy shit. Like, and I crawled out and I tried to stand up on shore and I fell down and I looked down and my bone was sticking out of my foot and my feet were fucked and I just sat there and I was just like oh my god like you know and it was that 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 was the that was the greatest moment of my life like if that had not happened I would probably just be you know some fuck up you know fucking you know in and out of prison fucking you know selling drugs fucking doing stupid drugs like meth or whatever you know it's like i i like the 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 half of my crew at that time that's that's where they are now you know it's like you know it's like some of us were able to fit use creativity to kind of get out but the other half of the crew and i still got mad love for them but the other half of the crew are just kind of where we were then you know so you know that 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 was I'm so happy that that my destiny pulled me in that direction and and I embraced it. You know, it was so that was so crucial, but you know, it is counterintuitive to embrace the embrace the darkness and just throw away everything that everyone else is doing and just go like fuck it. It's it's all on me. I'm going to fucking make my own life for better or worse. And at that point I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know it was going to be drawing yet. I didn't know these things. I just knew that I was no longer going to listen to anybody else about what I was doing, you know? Yeah. And something that uh, comes to my mind about this is that uh, it happened the same thing to me, like with the hand and after the the two surgeries from the leg, I just hit rock bottom. And and that's what, uh, what took me out, like gave me the courage to, to, to try to thrive. But, uh, I, I don't know if it's either harder or or simpler or easier to to get this courage if you don't have or don't experience something like that. Yeah. I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, well, that's that concept. One of my favorite things is you don't know what you're capable of until your back's up against the wall. And if life is, you know, yeah. I was lucky enough that life put me up against that wall or up against that cliff or whatever, but like you also have to be willing to do that to yourself. You know, you have to be willing to take those leaps of faith and, and put yourself in a make it or break it situation to fulfill your dreams. Like, 
you know, for, for, for it was it, the biggest leap of faith I probably ever taken was, like I said, quitting that job on Adventure Time with a, with, you know, me and Athena had only been together for a couple years and we had, you know, baby Wolfie and we moved to a place that neither of us were familiar with up here in, in Vermont. Like, you know, this is kind of where I'm from, but it's like four hour, three, three hours from where I'm from. Like, you know, okay. it's like, I, I didn't know this specific area, you know, and, and I, and, and I knew, I, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. So I just jumped in and we put ourselves in an absolute make or break position. Like if, 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 if we didn't do what it takes to make it here, there was going to be very bad outcomes. Our marriage was, would break up, you know, who knows what all the things would have meant, but like, you have to be willing to figure out what you want to do. You have to be, you have to be willing to, to, to follow your intuition, you know, create that vision and use your intuition to follow it and then go, I'm not going to give myself an out. If I give myself an out, I I think the hardest thing in life is to wake up every day and to choose whether you want to work really hard or whether you want to relax. But if you put yourself in a position where you have no choice, like, like I was, you know, we, we, we had to get something built before winter. We were living in a tent with a baby in the middle of the forest and I had to get some structure built or we, or, or cause winter was coming, you know, like that is yeah. like your backs up against the wall. I didn't have the choice to go. I don't really feel like getting up and chainsawing <laughs> trees down today and digging foundation yeah. and doing all this shit. I was like, no, this is what I want to do. So I'm not going to give the weak part of me an out. I'm going to, I'm going to lead with my strength and my confidence and go, I'm going to, I know I'm going to do this. I know I'm going to succeed at this. So I'm putting everything on the line for this. And you have to do that. And if you look at successful people and people who maintain successful careers, they're willing to risk it all to get to that next level. Because if you hedge your bets, if you go, well, I'd like this thing to happen, but you know, if it doesn't, it's okay. Guess what? That's a very low chance that that's going to happen. You have to force yourself into the position to use, because it's like, because you have to use every ounce of like your, your, your craftiness, you know, your, your creativeness, your cleverness, like you have to get in there and, and face the problems. Cause when you're outside of your dream life, it's all just a dream. It's all just hypothetical. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be great to live in the woods and be an artist. You know, so many people tell me, man, I wish I could do what you do. I go, well, just fucking go do it, man. Just go, do it, yeah. go in the woods with a tent and you'll fucking do it, right? It's like, you know, you you know, you you will do it. If you quit your job and the only way you have to pay your rent is through drawing, you're going to be so much more resourceful than if you go, "Well, I'm going to keep my job and I'm going to I'm going to draw until I make the breakthrough." Well, it's yeah, you're no. going to be sitting there 5, 10 years, you know, till yeah. till things come around. It's going to be very slow. But if you go, you know what, I'm going to go live in a tent in the woods and I'm going to fucking pay my bills through freelance, you know, you're going to find every single opportunity. You're going to be so it's like it's like a starving person is going to find food. They're not going to they're not going to perish. They're going to fucking do everything they can to their dying breath. They're going to start eating their shoes. They're going to start eating dirt. Right. There's all these stories of starving yeah. people eating anything they can find. Like like you will become you will. It's that idea. You 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 will become the the most capable version of yourself because you're not giving yourself any other option 
And you shouldn't always do that because then it would be insane and you'd burn yourself out. But yep. when those big opportunities come and you've planned and you, you're like, this is my mission and you're on the mission. And like I had been, you know, I had, I had, I had saved up a bit of money. You know, I was, I was on adventure time and I had saved up, you know, like 20 grand, which, you know, when you're, when you're just going out and starting your life from scratch goes pretty quick. You know I mean? We had, we had definitely blown through that very quickly within the, within the year, you know, of just buying material and and getting set up you know but you know so so you do what prep you can but you're never going to be a hundred percent prepared if you craft the perfect plan like it's not really going to work like you have to just like you have to you have to you have to make your plan and then you have to jump in because there's going to be so many unexpected things that happen and you're not going to be able to anticipate them until you just go in and do it you know so you know, looking back, yeah, I wish I had taken some more building classes and it would have been great. To, <laughs> it would have been great to save up some more money and this and this and that. But, dude, I've been living the fucking absolute my my you know, I had set this dream life for myself of buying my own land and having a family and and building my own house and, you know, just continuing to support all of us through my illustration. And that's fucking exactly what I've done. And I would not have done that if I hadn't have taken that leap of faith, you know, so yeah. you, you have to be able to push all the chips in. You have to be willing to be like, it's all up to me because it's in you. Think about I always like think about human history think about how your ancestors got you to where the place that you are you know what i'm saying like think about what human beings are capable of like we scrapped it out in the jungle with animals and fucking fought for food and figured out how to grow our own food and figured out how to construct all these shelters and you know figured out how to migrate to different land masses and figured out how to build fucking ships to cross the ocean i mean imagine the first people that tried to build a ship and cross the ocean not even knowing what a what the fucking ocean was and thinking yeah. that there was all kinds of i mean there are all kinds of sea monsters and shit you know like i mean think yeah. about that and then you you think oh i can't fucking go and just start a career like give me a break like like yeah. you, you, i think you have to you have to think in huge epic terms when you're when you're making your life that's why we in the workshop we talk in terms of personal mythology and all this stuff you, know, you, you have to have this epic hero's journey approach to your life because everybody wants it but you know people just lack the imagination to think in those terms and then just propel themselves into it. You know, like, like you're this incredible machine that is capable of almost anything. So fucking go try it out, you know, go, just go do it. Yeah. And it just takes that, that first step. And also, yeah, you have to make yourself uncomfortable. Like, yes. Take yourself to that uncomfortable place. Yeah. In order for you to, to really start uh, seeing what you're capable of and as long uh, as soon as you start uh, and you see that you're not just this this person that that follows the, the, the flow and that follows what everyone said everyone else is saying you should be doing and when you when you realize that you have your own opinions your own your own thoughts and that you can actually uh, mold your life uh, uh, however you want like you you realize the power you have yeah exactly that's when you start making things but yeah you we we're so afraid of not knowing and that's the fun that's the fun thing of life right like well if we already knew what was going to happen 
that would be a boring story. It's like yeah. like spoiling a movie. Yeah. No, we have to live it. We have to go through it, and because that's the fun part. And uh, and I knew, like my mom was telling me throughout the whole last year, like, hey, you're gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. And I was like, yeah, mom, I know, I know. Let me be bad. Like let let me be down. Yeah. Because I'm down. Like I'm not happy right now. And let me struggle with this. And let yeah. me let me learn from this because I need this struggle in order to to get up. Yeah. Yeah, the struggle and I know. makes you strong. Like it's it's yeah. growing pains. If you want to get to the next level, you need to expect growing pains. You need to go. Yeah, I'm totally. going to be. I need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Anybody that goes to yeah. the gym, anybody yeah. that works out knows that you're yeah, signing totally. up to go in and and literally tear your muscles apart so that they can grow stronger. It's and I love how life. It's like you can take almost any lesson in life and apply it to the other things in life. Like there's so many things that work like that. There's this consistent logic through life where, yeah. you know, where it is that it's like the, the growing pains are universal. Anything you want to do, there's going to be those pains, whether it's mental pains, physical pains, you know, think about any kind of relationship. If you want to really get deep into a relationship, there's all these kind of emotional things that you have to go through, you know, shredding up your own baggage and, and the person, you know, trying to meet that person in the middle and all this stuff, you know, there's, there's anything worth doing. There's going to, it's going to be uncomfortable for parts of it, but it's the contrast too. It's the, the, when you overcome those things and you get that pure joy and you get those accomplishments, it's because you know how hard you had to work and the depths that you climbed up from that is the 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 contrast of it is the elation you know i'm sure you know people that live on this constant boring plane where nothing really changes and they yeah, don't really yeah, yeah. they don't really challenge themselves and nothing really moves the meter for them and you talk to them and you can just tell right away that this is a passionless person and you're like yeah Wow, it's like it's like instead of instead of eating this great cuisine, you're just like, well, you know, nutrients is nutrients, so I'm going to eat this like this paste that comes this nutrient paste that comes in a tube and it's the same thing, right? And you're like, no, it's not, dude. I'm eating yeah. this fucking rare filet mignon and this fucking <laughs> single malt fucking 12-year scotch. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like man. this is this this is life, you know? So you have yeah. to you have to go for that. You know? I mean, yeah, like, you don't have to settle. Yeah, it's about the experience, man. It's about the daily experience of life and that's the same again, being able to being able to put these uh being able to put these concepts across different ways. Like, you know, it's all about having that successful mindset. You know, that's the only way you're going to do it. It's all about being like, I am just going to go out here and I'm going to, I'm success is not somewhere that I'm going to reach. Success is a series of routines and behaviors that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to practice every day, right? I think so many people think I'm going to work hard and then I'm going to become successful and then I'm going to be (laughs) a success and I'm going to just sit there. And it's like, no, dude, you are going to wake up every day and create successful habits, successful routines and successful behaviors and you will practice them every day and that is what success is and it can be achieved or lost any day of the week. 
right? It's a yeah, mindset. Yeah. It's a daily practice and it's a mindset. You can wake up and, and reach the highest levels of success tomorrow by starting to put those things in place. It's not something that you have to wait for, but it's also something that if you don't wake up and do it, you've lost it. You know, it's a daily practice. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is that we all see it like, um, like a, a, an ending point, like the, like the final, uh, like the goal. But the, the thing is, you have to understand, as you were saying, like, it, this is an ongoing thing. Like, the goal is when you, when you get to have this mindset. And whenever, like, we're all having ups and downs, you know, like, although, although I, I'm a pretty, a pretty much um, motivated guy. I get down sometimes, but uh, my 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 work is I have to to practice this motivation like self motivation a lot, so that when I'm down, maybe I'm feeling down. Okay, let's uh, embrace it, and then we have to get ourselves up. But that's the practice, and that's what practice do. Hell yeah! Um, so yeah, it's not it's not an end. It's like an ongoing thing, and that's life, and that's how you have to live it, because if you see it like that, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Like it's super fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a wasted, you know, yeah. I mean, a wasted week is a tragedy. Like you should be, you should be having a high quality of life and, and doing passionate things every week. Like don't let a week yeah. go by where you're not doing things that you're like thinking up, like, man, what's the dopest stuff that I could do right here? Boom. Let me do it. Let me get in there and feel that, feel that energy, you know, feel vibrant, yeah. feel what that is, you know? Cause I mean, kids do that all the time. They're just running around having fun. If, if they're not having fun, they're bored to death and they're just getting into mischief <laughs> and they're running around. It's like kids know, kids know how to have fun, you know? And then adults yeah. somehow, you know, like you said, it's like you reach a certain age and people are like, oh yeah, that's kid stuff. That's boring. That's blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, no, man, it's the same principles. It's, 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 I, I think the exact same way I did when I was a kid. That's like, that's, that's the whole thing of making up Ghost Scout training camp. I was like, I was like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I just thought <laughs> up the most amazing summer camp that I would have loved to do when I was a kid, but make it for adults. Like, what would that oh, be? Man. And it was boom, and it's Girl Scouts. And now it's, you know, you, now we're going into year nine, and there's, Damn. you know, 60 plus trained scouts. And now there's the offshoot of the workshop. And there's, you know, now we're training the sixth round of workshoppers. And there's, you know, 60 plus workshoppers. And they're all in the alumni group. And, oh, and, man. You know, we're all just, yeah, we're all just like, you know, now we're on this pod, the, the podcast is an offshoot and now you and I are on this podcast and, you know, we're friends yeah. through the workshop and like, you know, that's another thing. It's like, you know, I don't pitch the workshop this way because it sounds uh, like a, like just another huckster thing, but the workshop is really about building real friendships like you and I are truly friends through going yeah, through the yeah, workshop yeah. you know this is really about making real deep creative connections and this is really about you changing your life now if I got on the video and I was like are you ready to change your life do you want to be friends <laughs> with me people would be like oh god this fucking snake oil salesman yeah. but like no, no. so that's why I don't pitch it that way but that's exactly what it is man and then I love it when people get in there and they start to realize that and they're like wow this isn't really like anything that I knew was going to be happening you know it's like uh, it's the best it's, it's the greatest yeah. oh, no it's it. insane it's insane and and um i cannot 
either thank you enough and also I cannot express like the meaningful it was for me to my to my friends like I just try so hard to tell them like dudes you have to take either this workshop or go to the ghost scout training camp or even though I am I haven't even uh, go there you know <laughs> like, yeah but I know how it is I just imagine like and, and I've seen a lot and I can't wait but it's it's so great and I, I love sharing the things that motivate me and, and the things that that uh, are true to me and this this thing found me like I know it found me because I, I didn't really search it like I just loved Adventure Time but you were on Adventure Time because you loved what you do. Yeah. So that was like, uh, not coincidence, but yeah, destiny maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's the ghost in man. It's out the there working exactly. its magic. It's out there working its magic. You know, that's the beauty of, you know, being a creative animal broadcasting out in this infinite universe. You know, you, you it's like those, those, those strange, mysterious ways life work it, and it connects to the right people. And then, you know, it all just, it all just builds and builds and, and, you know, it, it, it's so funny. It's the antithesis of everything that is limiting about a lot of people's adult lives in mainstream reality. So many people will be like, oh, it's so hard to make friendships as an adult. And I'm like, dude, I've made more friends through like <laughs> Ghost Scouts and the workshop and yeah. all this than I ever had growing up. Like I've met like and true friendships, like some of the coolest people that I've ever met and some of the most meaningful relationships that I have. And, 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 and these are the people that I spend really the most quality time with. Like when Ghost Scouts come back and we're hanging out, like we hang so hard, like we have higher quality hangs than I even have with my family. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't camp out for a month with my family. They're not up for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like we do yeah, that absolutely. with scouts, you know, it's like we spend so much time together. It gets so deep and like, and yeah, in the workshop, like it get, it goes so deep. It's those weekly vid chats, those weekly one-on-one -on -one vid chats, just really breaking yeah, it amazing. down, becoming friends, getting in each other's psyches and, and just, you know, just, 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 just really raising each other's uh, power levels up. You know, we're collaborating, we're training together. It's like a gym. We get in there, we train together, and we make each other stronger for it. Yeah, exactly. It's like a gym. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it, man. I love it. Well, we've almost done two hours here, dude. Oh man, it went so fast. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up here. I think we've gotten uh, so much amazing. This is such a powerful episode. I fucking love it. People are going to oh, really, really fucking groove on this. I know we're going to really hit some people. We've covered so much. I know this is going to really yeah. hit, hit, ring, ring a lot of bells for a lot of people. Um, so, where can people find your wonderful work? So, um, in uh, on Instagram, I'm like. Um... You can find me like Atrapaluz. It's like A-T-R-A-P-A-L-U-Z underscore. That's the, that's the, um, it's like uh, light catcher, but the translation is Spanish. Nice. Yeah. And also on, um, uh, on Facebook, I'm, I'm, I'm the same, the same, with the same name. Cool. And do you have a website as well? Yeah. It's, uh, it's the same as like Atrapa, uh, like uh, A-T-R-A-P-A uh, it's like dash mm -hmm. I think dash uh, L-U-Z dot com 
cool. Yeah, and we'll uh, I'll link up your Instagram in the yeah. show notes so people can click on that and uh, and find it. And awesome. uh, any other uh, any other final thoughts or shout outs or anything you want to get in? Well, shout out to my to my boys Dalton and Max and Sarah too. That um, the, the those three are one of my best creative friends for sure. Like like I love whenever I talk to them like. I get this the same vibe and this hype, hypeness that that um, I miss from the workshop. Yeah, and they also, were they were in round three of the workshop with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast listeners will of course know Max Wilkins and and Dalton yeah, yeah, Stark, yeah. Uh, Ghost Scouts, and uh, shout out to Sarah in Denmark. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's it. Like, just um, you have to 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 put your whole your whole heart and your whole mind to it. Like if you want it and there's no uh, excuses, it's pretty easy to make excuses, but you have to, to make it if you really want it, because if you don't do it for yourself, who else, who else will? Yeah. I think that's it. Awesome, man. All right. Well, we will say uh, farewell to the listeners. See yeah. you next time. Adios. All right. It does not get any spicier than that. Oh, my God. Big shout out to my homie Aiden Days for coming in and destroying his debut on the podcast. You know what this means. You know we'll be checking back in with him, you know, down the road and and getting an update. But, boy, how about that? You, You know already just by listening to this dude talk on this episode that nothing is going to stop him. I mean, literally, you know, fucking nothing is going to stop this man because he has a vision of what he wants to do. And now he knows the power that he has, that he can say, no, you know what? This is how I want my fucking daily life to be. This is what I want my working creative life to look like. And I'm not willing to accept any less. Boom. That is the key. It's that confidence You know, it's knowing that you're going to throw down and put in the work no matter what and come in with that world championship mindset that every time you sit down to make a piece of work, you are digging for the best shit that you've ever done. And piece after piece, you're putting it in, you're stacking it up, and you're making those breakthroughs. Holy shit. Thank you, Aiden Days. I am so fucking jacked off this podcast. Oh, my God. And it's so much fun to just continue to reach out around this flat, hollow globe. You know what I'm saying? This hologram, hollow earth and connect with all my creative cousins. You know, all the Ghost Scouts, oh, we cousins. All the workshoppers, oh, we second cousins. You know, this big old creative family that we're creating. It's all about that creative community, right? That's the most important thing as a creative person to be spreading that inspiration. The cycle of inspiration is one of the most powerful fucking uh, uh, energies in the universe and human beings just thrive off of it and feed off of it and when it's not there you can just feel that void right so fill it up with inspiration your cup runneth over with that fucking fucking juicy ass horchata from this shit ah fucking fucking so pumped on it oh let me calm down let me calm down all right so um 
yeah, if anybody is uh, interested in uh, getting in on the next round of the workshop, it's going to be starting sometime in early April, and we listened to what people said and opened it up earlier than usual so that people have the opportunity to do a, a more of an extended payment plan to pay to get in, right? So um, right now we're about six weeks out from the beginning of April. So uh, if you wanted to take advantage of that, uh, you know, um, six installments of $200 between now and the time the next workshop starts, um, hit me up, get in on that, sign up, and you will get a spot. We've got three students signed up already and, uh, you know, more people you know, excited to get in there. So do not delay, get in there and, you know, experience what Aiden's talking about, experience what, uh, Max Wilkins is talking about experience what Dalton Stark is talking about experience what everybody in round six going on right now we are deep in week five of round six of the 12 week online group workshop um, and it is just explosively inspirational and I know everybody in that group is gonna be listening to this podcast and getting so hyped up on fucking everything that Aiden just said oh my god like just so magnificent man so, uh, yeah, hit me up if you want to get in on that. Um, I'm definitely not going to be doing one in the summertime because I want to keep my summer wide open for, you know, just chilling with the fam and hitting those camping trips. And we're going to be doing, you know, Go Scout Summit and Go Scout Residency and all that shit. So, um, yeah, hit it up, hit it up, hit it up, bop, bop, you know. If you really want to be a professional or you really want to take control, creative control of the professional career you have, um, it is a very small investment to do it. And really, it is going to change the way you think about yourself, the way you think about um, your work, and it's going to uh, plug you into this really hyped community of people that are out here fucking chasing their destiny, you know, because what the fuck else are you really doing with your life if you ain't just fully engaged in pursuing all the possibilities of your infinite destinies, right? So uh, we're going to continue to bring you hype episodes. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm working on lining up. Uh, I'm in conversations with many more very special guests all over the globe. Um, probably gonna get in a, a solo pod pretty soon too. Just catch you up on where I'm at, what's been going on in 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 my life, and um, and uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be dope. So. And, and just coming with that pure hype, right? Those solo episodes where I'm just going insane. I know, y'all, people are like, whenever I put up the insane blowout fucking level 10 epic rant podcast, people always write me and they're like, dude, I needed that. Thank you so much. So, you know, I love to connect with the guests and I love to have these dope conversations and check in with everybody and see where they're at. And I also love getting on and just ranting my fucking face off to you, you know, coming with that John Travolta, Nicolas Cage energy, tearing my face off, swapping it out with you and letting you feel the absolute blazing fucking solar event that is me going on a level a thousand hype rant, you know, that's coming as well, so maybe we'll even hit one of those next week, Um. so yeah. Let's uh, jump over to the Patreon. Um, you know, if this is a podcast that really gets your juices flowing, 
You know, there's a couple ways to support. You can head on over to GoShrimpGlobal.com and pick up, uh, you know, a Go Shrimp and Friends podcast uh, sweatshirt, um, a T-shirt, a hat, uh, or, well, like a, a Go Shrimp hat. Of course, I've got all kinds of other uh, cool illustrated shirts and stuff over there. Got a lot of on-demand merchandise to on, taken to the next level with that on-demand high-quality product. Uh, it's been really great to be able to do that for the last year or so since we've been doing that. So you can go over there and support. Um, and uh, you can also head on over to patreon.com slash ghost shrimp. And um, you can do a dollar per episode and uh, on up. Uh, we have different levels. And it really helps support the pod and just show some love. So I really appreciate everybody that takes the time to go and do that. And they get the podcast a couple days early. And I usually try to put my work up there before I post it on social media. And I am going to get back to doing the behind the foreskin uh, videos. You know, the little behind the scenes on what I've been working on. Kind of fell off with that last year because everything I was working on was top secret. But I'm getting some other fun stuff going on right now. So I'm going to take you behind the foreskin and show you what is going on right so um at that one dollar pledge level uh it's that green smoothie that nutritious dripping green smoothie and uh as a group i give you a big shout out thank you so much every dollar counts that is amazing thank you for the support um and uh at that $2 and up level, y'all get the individual shout-outs. And that $2 level is that beef stew shout-out, that meaty fucking vegan and non-vegan options, y'all. You know how we do it. Shout-out to the vegans. Shout-out to the meaties. We love everyone out there. You know, that's our philosophy. We want everybody to thrive. You know, we know that it's, it's the, all that, we cut through all that mainstream reality bullshit out there. You know, mainstream media trying to pit everybody against each other. You know, big corporations trying to control the world through politics. Politics being, you know, so, so fucking huge in the world right now. I know politics is on everybody's mind. Don't forget that that is a system put there to keep its own to keep itself relevant to keep its own power in place you know what i'm saying we got to change this world through the actions of our daily lives right that's what we're doing here that's what we're doing all the time going out living that dream life by our own parameters of success and spreading the wealth you know getting the word out going out and inspiring other people to do the same goddamn thing i swear to god we are all creative animals in the infinite universe we have more in common than we ever have in conflict and it's so important to turn around and just inspire the people around you, you know, even if they're different, even if they're thinking different things, even if they're looking different, talking different, coming from different places, even if you don't understand why they're thinking the things they're thinking, you can still inspire them, you know what I'm saying? And that's super important. And I don't care what anybody's politics are out there. I'm trying to inspire you with the ideas in this podcast to build, to create a better reality because human beings have the ability to build and shape and bend reality all these infinite realities we can jump track into another reality and it can be a better reality and that's what we're pushing for on this podcast you know what i'm saying 
talking about aliens smoking weed. Really, the point of this podcast is to eventually have me smoking weed with aliens, right? I'm trying to connect intergalactically. I want the aliens to come down here, bring me that outer space weed, and let's smoke that intergalactic blunt together, y'all. I know you can hear me. I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, so at that $2 beef stew level, we got shout outs coming. We got a big bowl of beef stew going to Olive Furbolg. I so want to say Oliver every time. Olive, Olive, Olive. I love olives. Green olives. Mm. You ever have cream cheese and olive sandwiches? That sounds so weird, but we used to eat them when we were kids, and they're so fucking good. Those green olives, you dice them up, put some cream cheese on that toasted bread, and fucking just cover them with those diced up fucking green olives with the pimentos <laughs> you know what else is that jardinera that like fucking pickled italian vegetables oh damn i'm sweating even just thinking about it mm. my mouth is watering um big shout out to oh, oh we got the vegan beef stew going out to my girl Lermy, aka ghost scout computer person powerful ghost scouts out here Oh shit, we got a current workshopper with that beef stew shout out, Lou Funky. And of course, this is the people that supported uh, last episode, episode 75 with Alfonso de Onda. Um, so these are all the people that supported that episode. Uh, big shout out to another current workshopper all the way in Japan, Craig Bowers. It's so fresh, y'all. In this round of the workshop, we have two blokes in the UK. We got a fucking dude out there in Russia. We got a dude out there in Japan. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what I'm saying? We got our domestic ladies in the States here. We are just like a loving, big, old, creative family in there. We all second cousins up in the workshop, y'all. Big beefy beef stew bowl going to my man Sam Bag. Boom, boom, boom. Sam Bag in the house. Oh shit, we got a powerful workshop alumni and fellow crab conspiracy member. You know I'm talking about my man Shell. Durkin. Slam Duncan, them Durkins, you know? Big Beef Stew shout-out going to Matt Bollinger. Big shout-out going to another workshop alumni in Armenia. She is going to be an upcoming ep guest on this very podcast. It's the comics queen herself, Shamaram. Oh, we got a ghost scout that goes by the name of Butterflesh. It's gotta be my boy, Seth Bird. Big shout out to Gerard Jones. Get yourself some beef stew, homie. Big shout out to workshop alumni, Bobby C. Morgan, a.k.a. The Nobby Wood. And what I heard in the... Most recent crab conspiracy meeting that my man Bobby C is going to become a daddy. Oh, shit. Shout outs to my man. Uh, big shout out. Big bowl of beef stew going to Chris Burke. Big shout out going to Ghost Scout 
Michael Joran, aka Joran Thornton, fellow crab conspirator. If y'all don't know about the crab conspiracy yet, y'all better get over there to Patreon. You know, don't just support me and this podcast. Support all the artists that you love on Patreon. This is truly the most progressive form of social media, the most creative form of social media, supporting all the artists you like out there. And my man Bark the Dog, aka Crab the God, you got to get on this crab conspiracy on the ground floor floor y'all get in on these meetings we were chopping it up in a meeting till 1 30 the other night all just fucking roasting each other having fun get in there if you want to chop it up with a bunch of ghost scouts and a bunch of fucking uh workshoppers and and i'm popping in there and kent's part of the crap conspiracy it's a fucking powerful group y'all so so get in on that big beef stew going to devin newman a uh, big shout out to another workshop alumni, Alejandro Fuentes. Big shout out to another workshop alumni, Jesse Primo. Second cousins all over the place. What if ev- what if what if eventually every single human on the globe is a fucking ghost scout or a workshop alumni? That's what we're talking about. Then we start to make this, then we start to have some real fun, right? We taking over. We got another bowl of beef stew going to my man, my newest best friend, my neighbor, my my fucking coworker, Kent Osborne, aka Ghost Scout Harvest Moon, aka two-time Emmy-winning writer. You know he worked on Adventure Time. Big shout out to Workshop alumni and Ghost Scout Mr. Husband, aka Chris Murray. Big shout out going to Ryan Sims. Big shout out over there in Philly to my man, Ghost Scout Frogadile Dundee, a.k.a. Steve Winfield Meyer. You know you got to check all these peeps out. Big shout out, big bowl of beef stew going out to Michael Brancato. Big shout out to stop motion legend, my homie, Anthony Scott. Big shout out going all the way to New Zealand to my man, Daniel Foothead, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Sports Magic. Big shout out going to another Ghost Scout, we talking about Cheeky Bookie up there in Canada. I'm trying to get him on the podcast and he won't do it. People need to tell him, get up on this motherfucking podcast, bro. We need you. We need, we need, we all need more Cheeky Bookie in our life. I'm telling you, this dude is solid gold. Big shout out to another Adventure Time alumni, one of my favorite artists. Go find him on Patreon. I'm talking about Jesse Moynihan. Jesse Art directed uh, Penn's new show with Netflix uh, and uh, in collaboration with Duncan Trestle called Midnight Gospel. And I did a little concept work on the on the main characters' houses on that. And that's coming out on 420, I think. Spoiler alert. Um, so look for that. <laughs> 
A big shout out to Mark Osborne, big time Hollywood director, my homie. Oh shit, big shout out to none other than Bark the Dog, aka Crab the God, aka Dusty Lupus, aka my man, the artist formerly known as Alexander Lansing, current assistant in round six of the workshop, fucking dishing out that on point feedback for these kids dude everybody's in there leveling up already five weeks in people are already blowing their own minds with these assignments check it out on instagram y'all people i'm I'm sharing the pieces that people are doing in this workshop it's out of control you don't want to miss out right we ain't doing a summer one so get in on this one in the springtime it's gonna change your shit. You're gonna look in the toilet and your shit's gonna look different. That's how powerful this workshop is. Fucking, we talking about a bowl of beef stew going out to the original beef stew shout out level supporter. Jesse Kukukadoni. Oh shit, coming in at that individual $3 level, you know, ladle in a little extra beef stew for my fellow Pratt alumni. We went to college together, and this dude is the illest. I'm talking about my boy, Raphael Tangho. Let me see more drawings, homie. Everyone needs to see more of your drawings. Oh, now we getting into that $5 fucking level you know what that means wheel out the grill right shovel the snow off that grill because we firing it up and we pull in those marinated steak tips out the fridge they've been marinating for weeks now they're so fucking saucy and bossy you know we putting them on the grill and we cook in a medium rare and of course they're vegan and non-vegan y'all and we got the first steak tip, marinated steak tip. Shout out going to Johan Elverby. Thank you so much. $5 per episode. These people are so generous. Big shout outs, you know. Uh, going out to my girl in Puerto Rico. None other than Yvonne Santiago. Get that steak tip, girl. All right, we got another steak tip going on the grill. For my man, Pablo Meiji, a.k.a. Young Wolf T. Enjoy that steak tip, my friend. Oh, shit, we got another current workshopper. Let's serve him up a sizzling steak tip because he's going to need it with all this hard work he's doing. He's in here. You know it's Skyler Bloom. My boy's doing some Photoshop or, or photo collage illustrations. He's coming from that, that world of skate photography, and he's fucking drawing on them and making these 
a fucking wicked epic collage illustration so cool to see people experimenting with different visual mediums any kind of visual art goes people you know you can use any medium in this workshop um you know any kind of visual art you could come in and do fucking sculpture for this workshop okay we are dealing with the fundamental principles of taking control of your creative destiny that is what we're talking about in this workshop that world championship fucking mindset right that can apply to any kind of visual art we got uh oh another workshop alumni talking about mullet man fucking get that steak tip we were just chatting today my man antonis over there in the uk absolutely destroying it came in blasted through the first fucking uh three pieces did a sick fucking triptych of that nightmare world dream world magnum opus and it is just insane already leveling up leveling up leveling up so inspirational to see we got another workshop alumni my girl down there in the bayou talking about art teacher extraordinaire kayla dakota she's infiltrated the public school system and she's one of those cool teachers fucking saving children's lives getting them through that program there you know it's a slog for a lot of kids but you know having a dope art teacher an energetic art teacher someone with actual fucking talent and vision you know that makes a difference for so many kids so big shout out to kayla because she's out there changing the world i fucking love that shit you know, another big marinated steak tip to my girl over there in the Norway Brewing Company. My girl, Erica Malhus. Shout out to the whole Malhus clan. And now we are taking the elevator below. We are taking this fucking escalator below down deep, deep even deeper and it's getting hot down here oh shit we going down to that six dollar and 66 cent level and that means we have reached the upper echelon the lower echelon of the shout outs the satan's marinated tube steak <laughs> right and we got a fellow crab conspiracy member, a workshop alumni, talking about Zeta and fellow Oyster River High School alumni. You know, shout out, making it through, making it through. And last but not least, coming in for that vegan marinated, Satan's marinated tube steak. You know, it's year six camp champion, Krognak, a.k.a. John Mansfield, a.k.a. Go Scout Beardlips. All right, those are all the shout-outs. Thank you for everyone who supported the last episode with Alfonso de Onda. We are going to be coming back with another fresh episode. And until then, you know, make sure you're setting some goals to get a little closer. Get, 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 getting that, ask yourself, what is 
the current version of my dream life that I can get into right now and start setting goals to just get deeper and deeper and deeper into it. You know what I'm saying? This is your life. No one else is living it. Do not live it for other people. Live it for yourself and then use it to inspire all the people around you, right? Don't sacrifice your fucking experience for others maximize and enhance your experience and use that platform to help and inspire others, right? And make sure that you're out there being super positive, committed to that high morale lifestyle, because if you have that world championship mindset, if you have that high morale lifestyle, it doesn't matter what life throws at you, you're going to figure out how to make the best of it and keep on going through the highs, through the lows, through everything, right? Through your nose. So be out there, be productive, and fucking do something dope this week, all right? Peace.